Today is July 5th. It's just past noon. New York City's pretty empty. It's a holiday weekend. I went running this morning about 7 a.m. So I was running from maybe 7 to 8, something like that. I was running south along the river, pretty empty. You might know that I'm practicing barefoot running, so I'm holding my shoes in my hands as I'm running, running with bare feet. As I'm running along, a guy steps into my path ahead of me, blocking my path. He's not wearing a mask, so I pull up. I don't want to run around him. I stop, and he says to me, and he's kind of a big guy. I'm not sure if he's homeless or he looked like he might have been sleeping there. And he says something about someone stole his shoes, and so he's kind of worried about that. But he looks kind of threatening. Now, I'm holding my shoes in my hands with bare feet. I can't have an extra pair of shoes, right? I'm like as innocent, I mean, as as non-threatening as I could possibly be because I'm just running. And I say, well, these aren't your shoes. And he kind of steps a bit to the side, and I run around him giving as, as much birth as I can. And then he throws a bottle at me. Or, I'm sorry, he throws something at me. As it hits the ground, it shatters. So it's a bottle. I'm wearing bare feet. This is pretty scary. Is he going to come after me? Does he have a weapon? Well, he doesn't come after me. As far as I know, he doesn't have a weapon. But he said something threatening when he said that. Some, I forget what he said. It was something scary. This happens to me all the time. I don't mean like every day. But I mean my whole life. I did a post a while ago on me and race growing up. And how I've been mugged many times, I've been threatened many times, I've been the victim, and I believe many times because of the color of my skin, because of the color of my hair. And now, he happened to be black. I don't think that him happening to be black, I don't think that motivated him. But I suspect that if I were not white, something, it may not have happened. I can't say this time that was the case, but the trend over my lifetime seems to be there are times when, when the color of my skin makes me a target. Can't say for sure. I have no idea what's going on in the hearts and minds of other people, but it happens a fair amount. A while ago, when I was coming back from California, when I stayed in Atlanta, now I took the bus from Houston through New Orleans to Atlanta. When I got there in Atlanta, it turned out that my Airbnb, I got a, a, an email saying we canceled it at the last minute, some emergency. So there I'm at the bus station with no place to stay. I got a bunch of stuff. So I, find, I look on Airbnb and I get a place near the bus station. It doesn't occur to me, it didn't really think to me, that near the bus station in Atlanta might be a high crime area. I happened to notice there was also uh, an Ethiopian restaurant nearby with very good reviews. And I figured, well, I'll stop there on the way, ate delicious food there. As I'm walking to the place, I'm walking through these neighborhoods and with a, a suitcase behind me and people are looking at me like they're staring at me because I'm the only one with white skin around. I felt unsafe. I stayed there. When I, and I stayed there for a few nights. When I was meeting a friend one time, his girlfriend was like, where are you staying? And I said, where I was. And she was like, what? Are you serious? And she's like, we got out a map. And she's like, she looks at me like she turns white. Uh, no pun intended. She looks like she's seen a ghost. And she's like, you shouldn't stay there. Nothing happened to me there, but I did see, it was kind of, you heard stuff at night that kind of sounded like people up to no good. And there are bars on all the windows and so forth. Now, when I talk about race, several times I've had friends say to me and family members say, you can say this to us, but be careful what you say to others because people may think you sound like a white supremacist or you might sound like you're a white nationalist or something like that, which is crazy. I'm talking about, I, I don't know anyone who is more for equality, racial equality, sexual equality, gender equality, all sorts of different equalities. I don't know anyone who's more for equality than I am. You know, I did this episode a while ago that I mentioned where I shared about many times when I was mugged in childhood 
and when I was a victim in childhood. And people said, well, that sounds really tough. And now I live in Greenwich Village. I think people think, well, now that's all in the past. It's not in the past. It keeps happening all the time. Not, I'm not saying it's like every day. But regularly, like, I don't know, once a month? Maybe not once a week. Certainly many times per year. And every now and then when I don't think about it, some guy walks out of my path, threatens me, throws a bottle at me. It's enough that I have to think about it all the time. When I hear people say, you know, they have to think about it all the time, that resonates deeply with me. Maybe there's a secret white suburban life that I don't know about because I don't know this place where it's just safe and secure all the time. And maybe I have a unique existence that others don't. It's possible. Maybe it's not a unique existence. Maybe I'm on some sort of spectrum that I'm sort of more at the one, like I'm willing to walk home through neighborhoods that others aren't willing to walk home through or that I'll take the bus instead of, the fly, instead of flying. I'm not sure, but I can tell you this, that recently friends have started, white friends of mine have started telling me stories that they're like, don't tell anyone I told you this. But, and then they tell me about being threatened at knife point, being threatened by gangs, their car being rear-ended while they're driving from people that had just threatened them in person. And they also t- say, don't tell anyone my name. So I can't make this public because I'm, I'm going to their, their, respect their confidence and be discreet about their names. Dove, on my episodes of Behind the Mic, Dove told me I was scared about talking about my sex experiences of the times when women had power over me. And I was scared of people saying, well, you don't get it. And he said, you know, here's another thing that might happen, Josh, is that when you share these things, there are going to be others who have experiences like yours who also feel like they can't share theirs. And when you share it, they will feel that they can share it too, which has happened. He was totally right. Several men and women have come to me and shared stories. And they're like, I couldn't share this before, but you sharing your experience enabled me to share mine. And that is deeply, what's the word, heartwarming. It's gratifying for me, humbling. And so I'm starting to think that there's a lot of stories that people aren't sharing. This is all background. Here is my point. My point is not just to share random things. It's that every time that I bring up suffering or being threatened, now I may get some listening. The other person may give me some understanding and support, but they always say, Josh, at some point they say, Josh, you have to remember, others have it worse. Now they're not saying that they themselves have it worse. I don't think anyone has said to me they themselves have had it worse, but it's always someone else, and it's never someone with their own skin color. So they're always saying there's someone else with a different experience than yours, and also a different experience than their own. But they're telling me as if I'd, one, as if I've never heard that before, but also they're presuming to know my experience. They presume that I don't have any experience of suffering or difficulty. They never say, Josh, what's your experience like? They always tell me, they lecture me, you don't understand what it's like for others. So they don't have that experience. Okay, look, I, of course, this goes without saying, I don't know anyone's experience but mine. But absolutely everyone dismisses it without asking, presuming, as far as I can tell, that it's the caricature of the mainstream of some, I guess, white suburban lifestyle that I don't know about, that doesn't have, that, where they don't get threatened ever, that their life is never threatened, that they've never had a knife held against them, that they've never had a wrench waved in their face, that they never had rocks threateningly held against them, that it doesn't happen to them all the time. Now, I'm not saying others don't have this experience. I guess I have to bend over backward to say I understand and I've heard firsthand 
what it's like. I've not experienced what it's like to be black, but nor has anyone else who's not black. I don't know what it's like to be Indian or Asian or anything other than white. I've only been white. I have been a racial minority. And, but in today's world, I have to bend over backward to say, yes, I get it. I really do get it that there's things that I don't get, that it's beyond my understanding, it's beyond my experience, that others have it really bad. But everyone presumes that I have it great, that it's just like easy. Like it's that, I don't know if you ever saw that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, Eddie Murphy where he went in whiteface, lived like a fake life where it was white and like he goes to the bank and they're like, here, have some money. And he's like, oh, that's what it's like to be white. Well, it's not like that, at least not, maybe it is for others. I can't say because I haven't been there. But what, today when I hear white people talking about Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and what's all in the news, there's always this sound, maybe others don't hear it, but there's a sound of mea culpa. Maybe they are guilty, I don't know but I never hear them speak about their suffering, their problems, things that have happened to them. Maybe they've had no problems. Maybe I'm unique. But that people open up with me, friends and family open up with me about their experiences when they hear me say this tells me that there's a lot being unsaid. But they first have to get, I don't know their minds, I don't know their hearts, I can't experience life as them, only me. But it sounds to me like once they get that I'm a white person talking about race, who is for equality, who is against white supremacy, who is against white nationalism, who is against Nazis, I think that once they get, he's really seriously just sharing his personal experience. He's not extrapolating past that. I don't think that I am. That Then they share. But, you know, of course, in today's world, white people, I believe, even mentioning race without saying how they are, how they are allies or something making up for their guilt or things like that, I think people really, white people feel they have to say those things. But once I get past that I'm not, I don't think that people are doing this because of their skin color. There's all sorts of things that come into play that I want to change. If you hear me saying stuff and you think, oh, is a white person talking about race, he must be saying how whites are superior. He might, must be saying how black experience is not real or something like that. I'm not saying that. I can't imagine how any of what I'm saying could possibly sound like that. Please tell me what I'm missing otherwise. But please... I hope you can hold back on, on lecturing me about how non-white, male, cis, whatever, have it worse. Anyway, so much of what I hear, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little off, but so much of what I hear from white people sounds, and, and this is just not just my friends now, but what I hear in the media, it's always, it sounds so similar, and I have to say inauthentic, that they're always saying, we just don't get it. And they have to go to blacks or non-whites to understand what racism means. Maybe they've never experienced being, on, being targeted, almost certainly because of their skin color. But I don't think that you have to suffer in order to have a voice. I don't think that you, if you're white, that you can only be an ally. You can fight racism because you want to fight racism. You can have experienced it yourself, but even if you never did, you have a voice and you can be for equality because you want to fight for equality, because you don't like racism, because you don't need to have been a victim to be an actor on your own, not merely an ally for somebody else. That's not to say that you know anything more than your own personal experience, but no one else knows anything but their personal experience either. If we don't talk about these things, I don't think that white people, I don't think that they sound open or honest or candid. I don't think that they're really sharing their personal experience. Maybe many are as privileged as they say, 
But people have told me about being attacked, their lives being threatened with weapons, in, in moving cars. I think about risks, maybe not every day, but all the time. And when I don't, some guy walks on my path, throws a bottle at me with my bare feet and threatens me. I don't think that's the last that'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen soon, another thing like that. And for a long time, I feared sharing messages like this one because people might suspect that I'm turning into a white supremacist or that I'm ignorant or stupid or blind to other people's experiences or that I'm in need of a lecture. I came to terms that if people think that about the opposite, I can't let their preconceived notions hold me from acting for equality. I don't think that it hurts any movement for people to share their personal lived experience. Not to extrapolate from that. I'm not trying to say anyone else's experience is not their lived experience, that it's not worthwhile, that it's not serious. I'm not in any way saying that I don't know about redlining and about all those sorts of experiences. I don't know every experience. I don't know everything. But I'm not trying to discount anyone else's experience. But I hope that people don't try to discount mine. And from what people are telling me, that is very different from the message that I hear in the mainstream, even from very, what sound like very well-meaning people, it doesn't sound like people are being honest and open and candid. Maybe they are, and they've just had a privileged, awesome life of no troubles. But when people keep telling me that they have these experiences that are like, it's not pure privilege. And it's not just like they have a little challenge here or there. They get their lives threatened. I think that's got to be out there. Otherwise... I think that this stuff just festers. By festering, I mean that white people might say, oh, they have it so bad. Yes, I don't really know what it's like. But if they inside are still thinking, but I really haven't shared my personal experience and mine is actually a little bit different, then they'll keep thinking what they used to think if they haven't really gotten it out there. But the point is to get it out there, not to dismiss anything else, but to really understand everyone's experiences and not let it fester. And I think openness and candor, I think these are important. And I don't think that a white person talking about race means that they're being a white supremacist. I think that there's some missing stuff out there. I'm way off from the environment here. This is leadership in the environment, but I think in terms of what's going on today in today's world, I'm being increasingly called in to talk about these things. And the more I talk to people, at first, the more they're like, Josh, don't share this. Really, just keep it between family and friends because people are going to get the wrong idea. But as it's gone on, people are saying, Josh, I haven't been able to tell this to anyone else. I think that has to be part of it. I'm not trying to take away from anybody else. I'm not trying to steal the limelight. I'm not trying to steal anything. I'm not trying to try to... I don't know what people might presume that I'm trying to do. But I had some guy throw a bottle at me. Broken glass flew all over the place. He threatened me. He blocked my path. Not the first time that's happened. There's no chance that it's going to be the last time that's happened. And how does that fit into it? I don't know. But I don't think silencing myself or allowing others to silence me about these things happening is the way to go. I think more openness is important and helpful.